0: The Medallion, Chapter 9 Kate gazed across a glassy pool of water. Her faint memories of this place were like fragments of a long-forgotten dream. When she stood here before, Corvin had been with her, yet he'd never told her anything about the medallion or the lizard or these caves. Why didn't he at least try to help her remember instead of insisting she couldn't understand? Kate touched a flat stone. Corvin was sleeping here when she discovered the medallion. She'd been so angry with him she wanted to pick up a rock and hit his head. Now she couldn't even remember what made her so mad. Kate pointed the medallion's light to the wall where she had first found it. It had been wrapped up and hidden in a pile of rags. Was this the place the lizard was talking about? Did the medallion actually belong to him or was she searching in the cave to take it back after he stole it? She recalled an intense feeling of relief when she first picked up the glowing disc, but then a great tension grew within as the medallion and the black band fought for control. The medallion finally won the battle. Where that happened was a mystery, but the relief of the black band falling away was a powerful memory. Corvin had been close by, leaning over her, telling her he would take her home. Kate focused on that memory, but found Corvin's face being replaced by a handsome man with dark hair. Jorad was his name, but who was he? And why did his memory give her a sense that she had been special to him? The medallion pulsed in her hand, sending shafts of light through her fingers. Kate sighed and got to her feet. The last time she'd been here, the black band pulled her through these caves, but this time she followed the medallion. She turned in a slow circle, keeping an eye on the metallic surface. The star's points worked like a compass. A lighted symbol would grow brighter within the point that would lead her to the next opening in the cave wall. The lizard said this tunnel would take her back to Corvin, but it looked like it would be a long walk to the mine. But she could not turn back. The lizard also said Corvin didn't have long to live. Following the star's direction, Kate stepped up to the wall and placed her palm against the stone. The blue ripples of light flowed out and the rock turned to jelly and then opened up to let her pass. Kate ducked through the portal and into the low tunnel stretching out in both directions. The medallion in her hand glowed brightly but none of the star points grew brighter. The new tunnel slanted slightly upward to the left and dropped off steeply to the right. Kate flipped the medallion in the air to the side. It landed in her hand, glowing side down, and she headed off to the right. The tunnel wound generally downward steeper at times, stretching on and on until Kate thought she couldn't take another step. How could this tunnel possibly lead to the mine if it kept going deeper? Kate paused in the middle of a steep incline. This couldn't be right. As she turned back, she caught a flash of light in the boulders piled at the bottom of the slope. Perched on top of one of the larger stones was a pair of tattered sneakers. Clambering down over the rock, she edged closer to the shoes. The laces were nibbled to tattered strands and a cozy nest of fluff occupied one heel. A plastic bag lay beside them, chewed full of holes. Kate touched the sneakers to assure herself they were real. These shoes once belonged to her, but how was that possible? Kate closed her eyes. Yes, she recalled standing here, putting on the sneakers she had taken from Corvin, and then a stone door had opened in front of her. She opened her eyes and searched behind the boulders, but couldn't find a door. Yet it was beyond that door that she met an old man dressed in white, who led her into a small room full of even more doors. The thought of that event filled her with such overpowering fear that tears came to rise and a sob rose up in her throat. Kate blinked and swallowed. What happened to her in there? A whisper of breeze blew up from the tunnel below, and in the silence she thought she heard a voice. Corvin? Kate walked along a main cavern to where a smaller tunnel branched off to the left. She stepped inside and called Corvin's name again. Glancing down, she found light on the medallion's point spinning around as if she were sitting on top of the North Pole. At least the new path inclined upward. It might lead her back to the Red Creek mine. It was worth a try. The new passage climbed straight ahead for a long while. Weariness set in as Kate trudged along, and when the floor abruptly gave way to a steep slope, her feet flew out from under her, tumbling her down into a pile of broken sticks. Groaning, she stood and dusted off her bruised body. Thankfully, her duffel bag had broken her fall. Examining her surroundings by the light of the medallion, she found herself in a small bowl-shaped cave with paths leading down to it from different directions. Kate stumbled over the sticks piled up at the bottom of the bowl. She pointed the light down. These weren't sticks. They were bones. A ring of broken and shattered bones. Stepping back, a human skull stared up at her. A tarnished silver chain lay below the gaping jaw. Kate bent to pull out the links, but it was tangled up on all the bones. She pulled harder and it broke free sending her tumbling backwards against a rounded boulder in the center of the ring of bones. Another medallion dangled from the end of a chain, identical to the one she held in her other hand, except it didn't glow. The skull at her feet stared back at her as if to accuse her of stealing the new medallion. A bone snapped behind her. Someone was in the cave with her. She turned slowly around and a putrid smell flowed past her and she gagged. The huge boulder in the bone nest shifted and she scrambled back as two huge eyes opened and focused on her face. A mouth full of jagged teeth opened below the eyes, and a blast of rancid air blew her hair back as the massive creature roared into her face. Kate held her ground. Easy now, she said softly, and lifted the green light of her medallion up between them. The creature grew quiet. You're all right. I'm not going to hurt you. Kate laughed nervously, as if she could hurt this thing. It was as big as a horse. The wide face drew closer until one of its round eyes filled Kate's vision. A low rumble sounded in the back of its throat as its moist breath flowed past her. Kate raised a hand and stroked the leathery cheek. A sharp prickle shot through the scar in her hand and she sensed there was no threat here. The creature was only lonely for its companion. I'm here now. It's okay. The huge eye blinked and then pulled back, staring at her. The beast sat back on its haunches like an enormous puppy. Kate picked up her bag and inched her way up to the edge of the ring of bones and the creature rose to follow her. You stay here. I have to go now. She climbed out of the ring and the beast stood and watched her. Kate pointed to the ground. Stay. It sat back. Good boy. Kate turned away and strode down the tunnel, glancing back to make sure the huge animal wasn't following. Looping the new medallion around her neck, she cupped the glowing one in her hand and pointed its light ahead. It was silent behind her, but she found herself half running down the long corridor. Reaching the main tunnel, Kate followed the trail down to where a round peephole of blue light pierced a rock wall. She held up her medallion to inspect a hole, and a distinct memory came back. This was the keyhole for a door that led into a huge cavern. She put her eye to the spot, but the thick door did not afford a view of what lay beyond the other side. Dropping her bag by the wall, Kate slumped down and leaned against it. There must be another way through the door, but she was too tired to take another step. The soft pad of feet approached, and the creature from the bone nest came into view. I thought I told you to stay. The angular head hung lower. It's okay. Come here. She patted the ground beside her and the beast plodded over and dropped down. Kate leaned in close and stroked its massive shoulders. Nestling into the warm body reminded her of the golden retriever she had as a child. The dog had been her closest companion until her mother punished her for not doing the dishes by giving her dog away. That was when she first started to hang out with Corbin. Kate gave a wry smile. The way Corvin was treating her, it would have been better to find a new dog. The chain of the new medallion pinched her neck and she pulled it out and compared the two side by side. The medallions touched and the star points sparked. A symbol glowed briefly on the new medallion where they joined then faded away. Kate tried again and studied the mark on the new medallion. Perhaps the mark showed who owned it. Kate curled up against the steady rise and fall of the creature's breathing. As her eyes closed, she recalled using the medallion to open the stone door on her first journey. She tried to stay awake to try it out, but she was too tired. When Kate opened her eyes, she was lying on the floor in a small round room carved out of solid rock. A soft white light shone down from the ceiling and a narrow door stood to one side. She knew her body was still lying next to the large creature, but she also knew this wasn't just a dream. The glowing medallion had brought her to this place before and the knot in her stomach told her it had not been a good experience. Kate rose to her feet, and the outline of a medallion-shaped star came to life in the center of the narrow stone door. Kate stepped forward and touched it. The door quivered and disappeared in a curtain of tiny lights, scattering like fireflies on a summer night. She stared into the black void beyond the door, and fresh memories washed over her. She knew, without a doubt, that in the darkness beyond she would find a seven-sided stone chamber with a door set into each wall. Each door would have a star with a unique character carved into its surface. She swallowed against a rising feeling that she might burst into tears at any moment. Taking a deep breath to calm her nerves, Kate slid one foot over the threshold. A band of light sprang to life around the ceiling inside the chamber. She scanned the room. One of the seven doors was broken open, but something had covered that door the last time she was here. An old man dressed in white had been inside that doorway, gripping her arm, but then someone had pulled her away from him. She tried to recall more, but it was like a blackboard had been erased in her mind leaving only faint outlines under dusty smears. Cold breeze wafted out of the open doorway and settled around her ankles. She was about to step back to the small anteroom when a light flickered across the chamber. The star in one of the doors was outlined with a ribbon of soft white light. With one hand on the broken doorway, Kate crept across the chamber. She touched the light with her finger, and the star slipped away to reveal a young man in a tattered green robe examining a medallion. He looked up. His eyes brightened in recognition, and he stepped toward the door. Kate quickly touched the edge of the star and the opening closed as he called out, Kate! She had seen his face before, but who was he, and how did he know her name? Kate raised her hand back to the star-shaped window, but her finger touched outside its light and the entire door dissolved in pinpricks of light. The young man stood just inside. Kate, I'm so glad to see you again. Are you back in the Corps? Kate looked into the young man's eyes but dropped her gaze as her face grew hot. Why was she thinking of kissing him? Her mind flickered. At some point in the past, she had kissed him, but only on his cheek. They had been saying goodbye. Jorid? He nodded. That's right. You do remember me. Not really, I... Well, you were very sick, and I helped Corvin take you back to your world. Kate nodded, and a smile touched her lips. Thank you. How did you open my door? Jorid grew closer. You must have one of these. He lifted a silver medallion hanging on a chain around his neck. The symbol glowing inside one of the points matched the one on his door. Kate hesitated. She was sure he must want to see her glowing one, but instead she drew the medallion she'd pulled from the bones. George's eyes widened. Mine hasn't done anything since, since Corvin gave it to me when you left. Then tonight this point glowed. He pointed to the symbol on his medallion. I fell asleep and now here I am. You must have brought me here with your medallion. He pushed toward the doorway, but something held him back from crossing the threshold into the main chamber. Where are you? I don't know. I'm not talking about this council chamber. Where were you before you fell asleep and came here? I was in a tunnel by a door with markings on it that leads into a large cavern. A blue light shone in through the keyhole, but I didn't try to open it. Jorid nodded eagerly. Yes, I know the place, and I have a key to that door. I'll join you there as soon as I can. He pointed across the room. Go back to your entry cell. And when you wake up, you will find yourself back in the tunnel by the large door. He paused. Wait for me, Kate. Don't try to open the door. It may be dangerous. Promise me you'll wait for me. Kate gave a slight nod. I'm so glad you're back. An anxious look crossed his face. Is Corvin with you? Kate shook her head and George smiled as he backed away and the light in his room faded into darkness. The door to his small room became solid again. Turning away, Kate looked around the seven-sided room. If this were a council chamber, each door must lead to a cell where people with medallions would come and go. This chamber must be a place for them to gather and make decisions, like the town council room at home. Only this room didn't have a table to sit at. Or did it? A fleeting memory of lying on an angular stone table that dominated the middle of the room came back, but it couldn't be correct. The doors were too small to bring a large table through. Kate headed back to her own room the black void beyond the broken door to the right of her door frowned ominously as she stepped into her small cell. She lay down on the cold stone floor and turned her thoughts to sleeping next to the warm body of the large animal. The soft light in the round room faded away.